Callie Williams is a hybrid wedding photographer and educator from Maryland, and she's currently living in California. She specializes in vibrant photography and being a professional third wheel for her couples. Her work has been featured in many of the top wedding blogs in the US and the UK. Kelly's passionate about helping other photographers create a brand they love and build genuine connections with their clients and other vendors in the wedding industry. You're listening to Sustainable Photography, where you get support and education to build your profitable business in a way that supports your way of living. I'm Ingvild Kolnes, and after 11 years as a photographer, I want to share what I've learned with you. So if you're looking for confidence, inspiration, and to-the-point tips, keep listening. For full transparency, I also want you to know that I'm a mentor with paid offers, and I might mention some of those in this episode. Hi, Kelly. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, yeah. I've been looking forward to this, and I can't wait to talk with you about styled shoots and making sure that they're on brand and everything like that. But first... I want to know a little bit more about you and your background. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. I am a destination wedding photographer based out of California in the United States. (laughs) And I originally became a photographer. I don't know. I feel like it was in my blood because my grandfather was a wedding photographer. So it's always hard to to answer that question when people say, how long have you been a photographer? just like, I don't know, since I could hold a camera in my hand. (laughs) So I feel like photography has been just such a big part of my life for a long time. But I officially started my business and went full time in 2016. So I've been at it for a while. And my most common destinations are like the East Coast. So I'm originally from the East Coast, but I live in California now. So I'm pretty bi-coastal going back and forth. Even next week, I'm flying to the East Coast for a wedding. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's a little about me. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like fun. But you also do a bit of education. You have some courses and stuff. How did you end up there? Yes. So I feel like it just kind of slowly built from mentorships. First, it's someone coming to you asking for advice, and then it's more people coming to you asking for advice and tips, and then they ask for one-on-one mentorship, and then you have a couple mentorships under your belt, and then I just started being like, okay, what's a way that I can consolidate this information so I don't have to keep saying the same thing over and over again, and that's kind of how I got into making courses. And the biggest question I would get asked about is style shoots, which is what led me to create like the style shoot course. Mm, Nice. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. But first, I do want to know your thoughts when it comes to sustainability and what you consider to be a sustainable business. Yes. As an artist, I feel mostly that a sustainable business, especially if you are in a creative field it needs to still light you up creatively. It still needs to feel good because the second it doesn't, it becomes really, really hard. (laughs) I feel as creatives, we started our businesses doing it because we loved it. And then it's so easy to fall out of love if you're not still creatively feeding yourself. So I think like being consistently creatively energized and fed is a big part of sustainability when you, especially when you work in a creative field. And then 
sustainable to build a life that you want. I definitely think that there is a big hustle part in our business where we're working really hard. We're probably not charging enough, but we're just trying to get our names out there, build portfolios. But I think that hustle period should grow into a sustainable period where you have a consistent amount of clients, you are saving for retirement, you're going on vacations, you're taking care of yourself, you're spending time with your friends and your family. So I just think it's all of those things. Like it has to, you can't just hustle. Although I feel like hustle is like a big part of it, especially in the beginning, but to be a sustainable business, you need to create a balance of work and play and creativity and pleasure and all those things. Mm, I couldn't agree more. That <laughs> is also important. <laughs> but another thing that is really important to a photographer is their brand. So what do you consider branding? This didn't come from me. But I feel like the first time I heard this, it really stuck with me. And like now, whenever I hear about branding, it's the first thing that comes to my mind. But branding is the promises you make and keep. For your clients and all that is reflected in what your brand is and I really wish I remember who I heard that from but that's just honestly what I always think of when someone asks me about branding I think about what are the promises my brand is making to my couples and my clients and what promises and experience that I will give them and being consistent with that is all a part of your brand so when someone goes to my website and they're reading my about page or seeing what reviews that couples are leaving me, all that in the galleries, even the consistent work, like all that is leading up to or basically outlining the promises of the type of person I am, type of service they're going to get, how they're going to be taken care of, the work they're going to get from me. All of that is my brand. It's like the promise. That's how I think about it. Wow. Yeah, that's really good. I love it. Thank you. I really wish I remember who I heard that from. <laughs> it, was, it was like years and years ago and it's just really stuck with me. And so that's what I really try to do in terms of like Instagram or on my website. However, I present myself. I want to make sure it's like, I just think about that. The promise to my clients that they will get the real me and the same experience all my other clients have had. Mm, yeah, because that is really important. And I also want to talk about how styled shoots can fit into your brand and actually be a part of creating your brand or strengthening it. Can you say something about that? Yes, I definitely encourage people to do styled shoots. I feel like they do so much, which is why I'm so happy we can, I can chat about styled shoots all day, but especially with branding, when you're just starting your business, it's really hard to get the, I'm a wedding photographer. So my default is to talk about weddings. Mm -hmm. That's fine. It's really hard to get the clients that you want in terms of personality, in terms of style, in terms of even just the types of weddings you want to shoot and designing a styled shoot, because I'm sure we've heard the phrase clients can only book what they see. So they need to see that you're capable of like, for example, I'm a destination wedding photographer. They need to see that I'm capable of traveling to destinations and shooting and like traveling, all that stuff. So if I never show that, then why would they trust me to fly somewhere and shoot their <laughs> yeah. wedding? And so I think that's a big part of branding and the thing how styled shoots kind of goes with that. In my course, I describe brands 
like Hello Kitty or like Coca-Cola and how these are really well-known brands and they have a personality to them. And you can picture what someone drinking a Coca-Cola or someone shopping at like Hello Kitty. You can imagine what that type of person is. And I feel like a styled shoe enables you to get creative and create that person, that couple, that client for your brand. So in the same way that you see commercials or you see advertisements, I feel like a styled shoe is an advertisement for your brand. So Pepsi or Coca-Cola, sure, they can go to like random places and photograph people just drinking a Coke, but that's not going to have the same impact as them designing a whole commercial or a whole advertisement to market Coca-Cola. So that's how I feel about a style shoot. You are designing and creating something that is going to be an ad or for your brand. So you have full control, full creativity. So it enables you to like show your best. So that way it attracts those clients that you're really looking for, that you really connect with. That was a really long answer. (laughs) No, no, that was great. Yeah, absolutely. Really good. But why do you think it's better to set up a style shoot versus like attending a workshop? Yeah. So there's so many benefits to style shoots other than obviously having those images that really reflect your brand. One of the biggest things I think about is the connections you make with vendors. So the wedding industry, I feel, is really built on relationships, relationships between other vendors. So that way, when someone comes to them asking for a photographer, you want to make sure that they can recommend you fully because they've worked with you. They know what it's like, how you communicate. They've seen the quality of work you can deliver. I think that's really important for, you know, working at venues or working with planners. So it's all about building relationships. So I feel like that's why style shoots have such a big impact, especially when photographers design their own. And I even encourage people to, yes, you can always work with a planner. Working with planners is great, especially in terms of relationship building. But I also think it's really important for photographers to experience designing their own shoot so that it's fully your vision and your brand. And you are building those individual relationships with the typical like wedding team. So building relationships is, I think, the biggest key about why I would suggest doing your own over just attending a workshop or attending someone else's shoot. That's like one of the biggest ones because you, then you're not building relationships with all those people. And that shoot is not necessarily your vision. It's someone else's vision. It might be similar to your brand, but like nothing is going to be as branded to you as something that you make, you know? Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. So that's like my biggest reason. But another reason is honestly, because I see shoots that have like 200 people at them that are big. They're really big. <laughs> I feel like there's a place for that. I feel like if you are just setting out, you have no content for your website. Like I get the idea of going to like one of those big shoots and they're usually pretty cheap too when there's so many people there. But I feel like you are having the same images as 200 other people. Once again, like that doesn't reflect really your brand. And there's nothing like unique about that, especially if it's you're in the same area as those other people. Cause then I think potential clients are just going to be like, Oh, this looks like the same thing as someone else's website. I do like the idea when workshops are really small. So something that I do is I do content days 
which are very similar to style shoots, but it's like a bit bigger in terms of there's multiple couples, multiple setups, but I limit it to only six people, maybe eight people. So it's really tiny. And I like the fact that people use them to not just build their portfolios. People can experiment. If no one has ever shot film, coming to a workshop like that, a really intimate setting is really great to experiment with new techniques and shooting film or something like that. So yeah. Yeah. I've never been to any of those workshops where there are hundreds of people, but I have been to workshops where there have been like you know, 10 or 15, where people are almost fighting to get the best angle. And, you know, you have two minutes and then it's just <laughs> so stressful. And then afterwards, even though there's not that many people there, there's enough so that you'll just end up with something so similar to the other people, especially if you're in a smaller place, like, for example, anywhere in Norway. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like You don't want the same couples or the same views or the same looks as anyone else, it's a good idea to stand out where you can, I think. <laughs> oh my gosh, absolutely. And I've gone to one of those shoots like that too, where it was 20 people, but they only had one couple, which is mm -hmm. why I'm just so against <laughs> that style of shoot, because I just don't understand how 20 people can effectively like be creative when there's so many other people shooting the same couple. So, yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't really have the room to ask your couple to pose or anything because you just have to shoot what's happening right then and there and it won't really be authentic to your way of doing it necessarily exactly and i feel like they're more stressful than i don't think a shoot should be stressful it could be not stressful in the sense of you know things are a little stressful but <laughs> i think when it's weird <laughs> shooting you should feel inspired i want you to feel good you know and so i feel like those environments are just very stressful <laughs> yeah Okay, so I wanted you to be the very first to know that you can sign up to a new mini course that I've been making for you. It will be held in late October, early November. We'll do a lot of fun and useful things like creating your dream board, setting goals, planning out the new year. There'll be a mix of daily lessons, videos, and live coaching calls every single day. And I just can't wait to hang out with you. Check out ingvillkolnes.com slash best year. So I've set up two style shoots myself, one where I was like collaborating with someone else and one where I was doing absolutely everything from like picking up the dress to communicating with everyone who was involved and everything. What tips can you give to make it easier? <laughs> if someone wants to set up a style shoot, what should they think about? What should they not do? Just yeah. give us all the advice. <laughs> <laughs> I think my biggest advice is your first shoot does not have to be huge at all. I think people try to go really big their first time and it's very overwhelming. You can start really small. You can connect with a florist and one model and bring her own wardrobe. Like that could be a shoot. They don't all have to be huge. So I think that was really the hard lesson for me to learn at the beginning, especially doing it all yourself. It's so overwhelming, so stressful because you're playing so many roles and then also you have to be the photographer and capture really great work. So I just think that start small. And I think, especially if it's your first time, really connect with a planner, someone that really shines in 
planning <laughs> and organization <laughs> and that I just want to make sure people know to still make sure the shoot is really reflective of your brand when you're going to work with a planner and not necessarily reflective of just their brand. But yeah, seek help, divide tasks and start small. Those are my biggest tips. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. What about in terms of like standing out? How can you make sure that you're standing out and also, you know, getting the photos that you need for your brand and your portfolio and that's not like lost seasons, trends and everything. How do you know what to do? Yes. Okay. Well, I think the first thing is so you have to take a really critical look at what you need before you even start designing anything. When I was going into shoots when I first started, I, I just was focused on, I need like header images. Like I need really amazing shots. That way when someone first clicks on my website, it's those huge photos, right? When you click on someone's website, the first images you see. So I knew I needed that. I knew I needed really striking images that would make someone want to stay on my website and keep scrolling. For example, where I live in California is very rural. And so there's a lot of barn weddings here, which don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with barns. I grew up in a city, so it's just like barns, just not my aesthetic personally, but there also is a lot of wineries, right? And so wineries are definitely much more my aesthetic and much more where I would like to spend my time. <laughs> and typically when you have clients that work at wineries, you get lots of free wine, like bottles of wine, which is nice. <laughs> so I knew for my style too, I definitely wanted to do it at a winery and I'd had no winery content, right? You just have to take a critical look at who you are, what your brand is, what do you need in terms of on your website, on your portfolio, what do you need? And then start building from there. Like who is your client? And then start creating the type of wedding that your client would be inspired by. And the biggest thing is don't just go on Pinterest for all your ideas. It's really hard for me to make a mood board for my shoot sometimes because I want things that don't exist. So I'm, it's really hard to then explain to someone else, like a florist, if I need them to like design this crazy installation, they're like, Kelly, what are you talking about? So I have to like sketch things out for them. So I think if you're going on Pinterest, which I think is a great place to start, don't get me wrong, you can get so much inspiration from Pinterest. But I also think look outside of weddings if you're going to go on Pinterest for inspiration. I love looking at interior design in terms of color palettes, textures. I even look at different paint combinations I'm a big fan of. So I feel like looking at those things, and by the way, this is really reflective on who your client is. I like to think my client is very fashion forward, modern. So that's where I try to pull my inspiration. So I feel like my client is also pulling inspiration from the same sources. But yeah, I think as long as you're just true to yourself, true to your brand, and it's hard to say how to be innovative, but try to be innovative and try to have like one element. I don't think the entire shoot needs to be out of this world, but I think it's nice to have one signature stand out, like maybe a really elaborate arch for like the ceremony or a really cool table, or maybe bring in like a getaway car and like deck it out in flowers. I just think having one really standout element is really cool. And I think it's, that will make your shoot stand out from others, but your whole shoot doesn't need to be like that. Cause that's really overwhelming and expensive. Yeah. Shoots are so expensive. 
Yeah, that's another thing. Uh, do you usually pay for everything or do the different vendors usually pay for their own stuff? How do you normally sort that out? Yeah, so it just depends. So when I myself am doing a shoot, typically I don't pay for anything except for my film because I shoot film. So I have to pay for all of that. And I might pay models. That's typically my cost if I'm just doing a shoot. But that's also because I have built up such a reputation in my industry that vendors trust me and typically my shoes get published. So they feel like that's a benefit to them. So I feel like I built that relationship. But when I first started, my shoes were really small and I was paying for everything. I was paying for the flowers. I was paying for the venue. So easily I was paying maybe a thousand dollars per shoot. And I was doing maybe like eight shoots a year. I don't recommend that, but mm. I just needed to like, well, I had moved to a new area and I really had no portfolio in the area. So I spent that first year really investing in my business. So like any money I made, like went right back into my business to like do shoots, meet people, go to industry events, which I think is really beneficial. But when I do bigger shoots, so when I host my content days, it's a lot more expensive because like I said, I make multiple setups. So I guess a typical style shoot has a ceremony, one ceremony setup, one reception table, and maybe something else. Like they're pretty small, but my content days have four couples. So it's like eight people. They all need wardrobes. They all need a wedding dress, a suit, accessories. I might have multiple ceremony setups, I like extra long reception tables. So it's more rentals. It's just, they're just bigger. So they're more expensive, <laughs> mm. but yeah. Yeah. But I think it's an important reminder when you say it's easily a thousand dollars and you did 80 a year, not that you would recommend that, but it is still important to remember that you're a business and being in business that comes with a cost. And if you want to stay in business and do marketing and all that, you have to expect to spend some money. Yes, especially with styled shoots. Like I said, if you keep it small, especially for your first couple, they really won't cost that much. Like I said, you can just find a couple and do some engagement photos for them. They don't have to really be engaged, but you know, like engagement photos and you could just buy them dinner. It doesn't have to be so much money, but the more elaborate your shoots get, then yes, you should expect to spend some money. And I will say, it was only one year that I did eight shoots and it was really expensive. But that next year I made more money than any other year before that because it connected me with so many vendors. It really kind of put my name out there in my new area, in my industry. And then it was easy for clients to book me. So it had like an immediate return. Mm, yeah, that's really interesting. But I just don't think it was necessary to do that many. Yeah, no, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so limit yourself a little bit. No, that's good. For sure. Don't forget to sign up for the mini course, Create Your Best Year Yet. We'll do that groundwork that will set you up for making 2023 an amazing year in your business. There are limited spots available. The price is only $47, so sign up while you can. You'll find the link to sign up in the show notes. You mentioned the benefits such as like uh, creating with vendors, create building a network, and of course, like the obvious things, like it's part of building your brand and stuff. But you also mentioned briefly getting published. How's your process when it comes to that? Yes, I think 
the biggest thing about getting published is you have to really know the publication really well. And I don't think people really take the time to study a publication before trying to get published in it. You know, they just might follow them on Instagram and just like like it or see it every now and again. But I really think you should go on the website, see the types of shoots that they publish. And some publications don't publish style shoots, like, which is, you should know that as well. <laughs> but you really have to see what elements, and I even have a course literally just on this, where in the course I go on different blogs, websites, like I go on Style Me Pretty, I go on Green Wedding Shoots, and I'm looking at the shoots that they publish. What is standing out about these shoots that made them publishable? Is it their color palette? Typically, they have one really big standout element, whereas maybe it's the type of models they use, like the ceremony space is really cool and like never seen before. Because the thing is, these publications want people to go on their websites, want people to save things to their Pinterest. That's how they get paid, like through advertisements. So the more hits they have, that tells advertisers like they're popular and that's how they get their money. So to get published, I think the first thing you need to do is study where you want to get published. What do they tend to publish? If you don't know that, then you're like already not off to a good start. Also, I think you have to go into the shoot thinking you want to get it published because that's going to affect how you shoot and how you even design your shoot. So I think if that's one of your goals, which is something I talk about in my freebie, I think, but the number one tip is like, you have to start with a goal. What's your goal? Do you just want to like have new images for your website? Do you want to just connect with vendors? Do you want to get published? If getting published is your goal, study a publication and just focus on that publication. What type of images do they like to share? What are like the typical style of photography? Because typically they have generally a style of photography they like to share. And like, those are my big tips. Like you really have to know the publication well and yeah, be creative, be innovative. What's going to make people want to click on their website and save it to Pinterest. Yeah. I really agree with what you're saying about setting a goal and deciding why you want to do this style shoot in the first place. And I'm also curious of when you gotten published, what was the result? What did that lead to for you? Yeah, I think the biggest thing that getting published has done for me is just really establish like credibility among other vendors. I don't know if I would say it's an immediate client return. You might get a few followers if you get published somewhere, but I really think it's more so in the industry. Like planners want to see that because it's almost like it's not just you thinking your work is good, but it's a <laughs> big, you know, someone else saying your work is good. And it also just benefits the other vendors on your team. So it makes them feel good. It gives them validation in their work. It's a badge they can put on their website, which is like more credibility among clients. So yeah. Yeah. And it's good for SEO. Yes. Really good for SEO. All the backlinks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's one of my reasons for wanting to get published because I just like the extra SEO help where I can get it. Yes, that's true. Mm -hmm. It's a nice boost. It is, yeah. So if someone is listening and they're like, okay, I want to do style shoots. First of all, is it something that would apply not just for wedding photographers? Because we've been talking a lot about weddings, mm -hmm. but that's because you're a wedding photographer <laughs> and I'm a wedding photographer. But I'm assuming anyone can do it. Yes, absolutely. 
I know style too is more like a wedding industry term, but like I said, how I use the example of Coca-Cola or Hello Kitty, it's really just, it's an advertisement. It's just not a video where you're thinking about a commercial. It's just think about images in a magazine or on a billboard. So I sometimes shoot for a candy company. Well, it's a chocolate company. And so I design their shoots, but we don't call them style shoots. They do like seasonal marketing shoots. So like four times a year when they launch different chocolates for the seasons, I design a shoot. So I'll pick like, they show me the packaging and I'll get models. I'll pick wardrobe. I'll pick accessories, the location we shoot like in a studio. So, but it's very similar to a styled shoot. But the idea is that you are creating images for your brand or someone else's brand, like when I shoot for that company. And I feel like it's also a really good thing for photographers to do because you already have the photography skill. And a lot of companies don't necessarily have the ability to pay a full-time marketing photography team. So there are companies willing to outsource this. So as long as you have those same skills, though, of building relationships and understanding their brand and what clients they want to represent and connect with, you can design shoots for businesses as well. Mm, perfect. Yeah, that sounds great. And I love that you're working for a chocolate company. I would enjoy that too. <laughs> I get so much chocolate. It's insane. Like I get like a box, like a huge, like as big as my body full of chocolate. I give it away because I literally would get like so many cavities if I was to eat it all. And they give me boxes for Christmas. It's the best. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I would do it for the chocolate alone. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> Same. I like gifted all of it to my friends one year, like all my wedding industry friends, because I just I had so many, so much chocolate. Wow. Okay. We need to connect with some chocolate companies now. Absolutely. <laughs> they need photos. I'm, I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm sure they do. <laughs> okay, but back to the style shoot. So if someone wants to set it up, whether it's for wedding photographers or if it's someone else, what's the first step? I think the first step is to have a goal. The first step is to figure out who you're doing this for. Why are you doing it? What's the goal of these images? After that, I think start small, especially if this is your first time. So like if you're a wedding photographer, you don't have a lot of content or you're just starting out, I would say find a couple, maybe connect with a florist and have the couple like get dressed up or not, like whatever fits your brand and go to a location you really want to have images for and just shoot, like keep it small, keep it simple and then once you start building your portfolio, then I would definitely start reaching out to other vendors to maybe make, have like a bigger shoot. I think have a goal, start small, start simple, and you'll be good. Oh, perfect. I love it. So if you can recommend something to build a sustainable business, what would that be? I think my biggest thing, something that I've struggled with after having my business for a few years is try to do something this is going to sound so random, but try to do something fun once a month to really keep your creativity alive. I know it sounds like so weird. They're like, what are you talking about? But I literally have something on my calendar. I do it by quarter. I go by every three months and to make sure I'm doing something really fun once a month, or it has to be like relaxing. So like book a massage or something like that. Because for me, burnout is the hardest thing for me to deal with. 
it's really hard for me to get excited to go to work, to edit if I'm burnt out. So I had to literally put it in my calendar (laughs) to do something fun, really fun just for me once a month. And that keeps my creativity and keeps me fed creatively. (laughs) So that helps me build a sustainable business. Because once I'm good emotionally, mentally taking care of myself, my business is taken care of. Mm, I love it. Can you give some examples of what you do for fun? Yes. I had a girl's day last month. So me and my friends all got massages in the morning at this really nice hotel. And when you get massages at the spa, you're able to get pool passes. So then we Mm. got pool passes and hung out at the pool all day. We read, we took naps, they have a bar at the pool. So we like, we had drinks and we were there all day. We started at like 10 a.m. and we're done at like 10 (laughs) p.m. So we were literally there all day and it was amazing. I did no work. I didn't look at my phone. It was, that's what I needed. (laughs) Especially like in the middle of a really busy, hectic wedding season. So yeah, it's important to remember to take time out. Yes. And so that's, what's important for me. That's just what keeps me going. Mm. Keeps me inspired. Yeah. It's a great tip. Thank you. It keeps me just in a good positive place for my couple so that I can deliver the same amazing service to every single client. And I think what really made me like do that is because I remember this is back probably in like 2019, I was so burnt out and I didn't realize it. And I was, it was like the end of the year, it was December and I had done so many weddings. And I was going to this wedding and I was like dreading it. And I was like, I don't want to go to someone's wedding. Just like, oh, I can't wait till this day's over. Like, and that lit a switch in me that it's like, I never want to get to that point of burnout where everything is, I'm just miserable, where I don't want to work. I don't ever want to show up to a couple's wedding unhappy to be there. So yeah, I have to take care of myself. I have to limit the amount of weddings I take a year to pay myself well so that way I can do fun things and plan for retirement and spend time with my friends and my family. So all that is just building a sustainable business. And it all starts with taking care of myself. Yeah, it does start there. That's really true. Well, thank you, Kelly. It's been amazing chatting with you about setting up your style shoots and listening to how it can create a better branding experience for your clients and everything. So where can the listener go to keep learning from you? Yes, I have a whole educational site, like on, on my website, which is Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, wphotos.com or on Instagram at Kelly W Photos. Perfect. So I'll be sure to link to your Instagram, to your course that you mentioned and to your freebie that you also mentioned. So that's easy to find in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Sustainable Photography. Head over to Instagram at Ingvild Kolnes to tell me what you want future episodes to be all about. Check out the show notes over at ingvildkolnes.com slash podcast. You can learn more about the Sustainable Photography Program and sign up for the waitlist there. To get more of this content, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Your support makes all the difference. Talk soon.